Hey everybody, it's Chet. Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. I believe this is episode 174. Today I interview Buddy Nestor, famous oops, artist, art collector, and shit stirrer, Buddy Nestor. He's a funny guy. We had a great conversation, actually didn't talk about any of the things he was hoping to touch on, so I'm definitely going to have him back for a part two. Uh, he's really involved in the Philly art scene, and we didn't even touch on that. But, you know, that just goes to show how how well the conversation went, that we just kind of went off and talked and chat chatted like old pals. But anyway... Uh, He's a great artist and uh, a great collector and uh, supporter of the dark art community. So I thought he'd be a great guest, and it turns out he was. So that's coming up. And let's see what I, what's been going on with me. You may you might be want, maybe wondering. Um, I have just been cranking on this dystopia book project. Oh my god! I can't believe how far I've gotten. It's crazy. Uh, it's at a point where I am about to send this mock-up to the graphic designer just so she can see what it's, you know, what the, what the concept is basically, but been spending time making little icons for the different regions and, uh, for different creatures and characters, like, uh, so, so you can quickly see where they came from and what class they are and what, what type they are it's really cool really fun and um <clears throat> it's also the only negative is that it's it's allowed me to see that I still kind of have a lot to do on it um only in the sense that there's a lot more characters to include um but you know the artwork is pretty much all done so uh, I'm, I'm probably going to need to make some small pieces to, to fit in here and there where it needs it but anyway it's looking amazing I'm so excited about it oh sorry I haven't been this excited about my project in a long time so but it's getting done and it's it's almost to the point of handoff which is amazing so I probably am going to send that off today my mock-up so that she can get a look at it and just start thinking about it. And then I'm going to finish my, my part on it and probably get her, uh, let her have, she'll have placeholders to work with for some of the art that's not done and all. And while she's laying it out, I'll be finishing that. So it's happening. It's happening. Uh, okay. Let's get to new subscribers and then get on to this buddy Nestor interview. Um, We've got two new subscribers this month. We have Shatterstag. One word, but both S's are capitalized. Shatterstag. Thank you, Shatterstag. And Ben Corvo. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate you guys. Girls, whoever Shatterstag is. You people. Thank you for keeping this podcast free for everybody else. And um, keeping it commercial free and and keeping it cool so if you want to join 
you know the deal. Dark Art Patreon.com slash Dark Art Society. You can join for as little as a dollar a month. You can cancel your membership easily at any time. You can pause your membership if you're on tough times and you need to pause it and you can't afford a dollar for that month. It's it's just it's super easy to do. And you get entry into the Facebook uh, Facebook page, the secret Facebook group, which is a really happening little community and uh, the website <clears throat> And uh, sorry, it's kind of early, so my voice is sort of low and raspy. Uh, and uh, uh, what else do you get? Oh, you get the podcast a day early, and you get extra images of, of the artist's artwork. And But the main thing is you, you help support the podcast and keep it free for everyone. Uh, all right. I guess that's it. So uh, let's 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 get on with it. The my interview with the amazing artist, collector, and man about town, Buddy Nestor. Hello, buddy. I'm recording. Hey, what's happening, Chet? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've been running around like a maniac this morning, just working on this book and trying to get paintings done to get photographed. It's been kind of insane, but things are coming together, so it's exciting. What about you? Uh, I bought a new bed. Oh, I need a new bed so bad, dude. Probably for the first time, and I like. I, I think I've always almost had like hand-me-down beds. It was totally disgusting. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh. I actually went into a place and like just alone, like in the place because it's COVID, <laughs> and just like tr- tried out twenty five beds. That's a good I... idea, actually. Now that it's COVIDy. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I, I can't like I, I've never slept. I have horrible nightmares all the time. So like, I'm so excited that possibly I might like sleep through the night without like waking <laughs> up, like freaking the fuck out. I know. I keep telling my wife we need to get a new bed. It's and it's like it's been. I think you're supposed to change your mattress every ten years, and it's been like twenty five years <laughs> since we've changed our mattress. It's dude, like, did 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 you ever see um like I've seen documentaries of of like the guys that like tear those like like uh, mattresses and bed springs apart. Like it's total hazmat because of, oh uh, totally yeah the um the dust mites yeah. that like eat eat your flex off yeah, your bot like the sweat the... <laughs> and everything it's yeah, like you're, yeah. i forget how much weight a mattress gets over a certain period of time it's like it, they get heavier it's it so doubles. nasty they it's say, so they, say it, they say it doubles over time oh like my over God. x amount of time just because of no it's not because of like the flakes off your body it's the the amount of mites that are in it really yeah maybe maybe that'll convince her to get a new bed <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's time uh, all right. Well, actually, after 25 years, just ride it out, dude. Just, it's, just hang on. It's to that so thing. bad. Fuck it's it. like we keep piling like <laughs> layers of sheets of foam on it to try and to try and take the sag out of it. It's mm-hmm. terrible. It's so. I know it's just terrible for our backs, though. Yeah. You know. Anyway. Anyway. No, nobody cares about this shit. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares about our beds. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, I've been a, a fan of your work for a long time since I first saw it. You you, you kind of came out of the gate as a as a painter, fully formed. I, like I never saw you kind of messing around with different styles and showing stuff that's 
different than what you're the kind of stuff that you're known for. So you came out with this really strong style immediately, at least from what I saw. Um, well, you... that that was that was because of the galleries that wouldn't show my garbage before that. What was I, the garbage? I, 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 I want to see the garbage before that. I've never seen no. anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> and you know, I, I, I've been showing for quite a while, but like, bef- like I don't know when when you. I mean, there was like Geiger and a couple guys before that, but like there wasn't a huge dark art scene no like, not at all man yeah when did you so, start when did like, you start showing like what what year was that when you started kind of coming out with that I, i've i've literally showed every painting i've ever done somewhere mm-hmm. but <laughs> a lot of that's with like grandmas in like showing like their grandchildren on swings and you know shit oh, like that wow, like okay. i i always pushed it into some gallery somewhere but like i remember I, um, from 2000 to 2002, I lived in, um, outside of San Francisco in Martinez. And, uh, you know, this is, I guess like early internet and like, you know, I'm getting art books from Barnes and Noble and shit, but between the two, like there isn't like a, I mean, there was, yeah, there was no MySpace or anything. There was nothing like that. So I had no idea like what the galleries were and, um, like juxtapose was out, so they kind of had a list of gallery. Yeah, that ads. was pretty much it. Juxtapose, yeah, for people so, like us. Yeah, so and I, um, I had learned uh, at a to paint at a place called Image Events in San Diego that was doing um, scenic artwork. Like a lot of the guys uh, worked in movies, and I we did scenery there, and then mm-hmm. they would like travel to San uh, San Diego or L.A. to uh, do movie shit. Um, but I learned to paint there, so like I went from like painting two or three little canvases to doing these like monstrosities yeah, with right. you know some master painters um so when i decided to start painting on my own i was doing these huge fucking canvases that i didn't know what to do with so i was driving them around san francisco like oh this is an art gallery like in the phone book or fucking on the internet wow. or something and like walking into art galleries <laughs> with was huge <laughs> but like pieces of shit like 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 my third or fourth painting oh my God. or whatever. Wow. Like, Hey, would you like to show this? And they would like usher me out. like <laughs> get out. And then, you know, I'd get back in my car and go to some other gallery that I'd written down and they would do the same. That's shit, what it takes you know? though, man. That's kind yeah. of what it takes is that kind of persistence. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. So, uh, but well, okay. First off, let's get your kind of your, your, your background before we get into all that stuff. Cause you're an artist. And you're mm-hmm. a you're a well known collector and a well known artist, probably in equal measure, I think. Um, okay. So, what's your? I mean, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Uh, I know you've. I grew- I've heard some crazy school stories from you on on the Zoom yeah. on the Zoom uh, art jams and stuff. So I know you've had kind of an interesting interesting early life, I believe. I I did. Hold on. Let me let my dog out for one second, real okay. quick. Okay. Letting his dog out. <clears throat> That's a good man who lets his dog out when his dog needs to go out. Sorry, dude. Okay. <laughs> she, she'd, be, she'd be giving me the sad eyes for two hours. If yeah, I no. Let her I, out. I can appreciate that. Believe me. Uh, I grew up in a town called Collingswood. Uh, it's actually where Clef lives now. Steve Clef. Oh. Um, it's, in Pennsylvania? It's, 
it's it's New Jersey, but it's literally walk almost. I mean, it is walkable to Philadelphia across oh. the bridge. Oh, okay. So that's that's why I'm uh, most often associated with being like a Philadelphia artist, but I don't I don't live there. Like I I mean, I'm a twenty. 25 minute drive. Oh, I thought you were, yeah, yeah, it's funny. You're so connected to that scene that I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I still work there. You know, I work there. I I hang out in Philadelphia when you could actually do shit that was fun. Um, (laughs) Now I, now I don't. Um, But yeah, I grew up in Collingswood and probably the weirder high school stories that you would have heard. um, I moved from Collingswood, which again is a very close suburb to Philly. It's like Collingswood and Camden, you may have heard of where like all of my bikes got stolen into and there's a lot of murders. Yeah. <laughs> um, then across the rivers, Philadelphia. So we're right there with the city and it's, you know, it's like a million kids that you could hang out with. And then in uh 10th grade, I moved, my parents and I moved to like farms in South Jersey. Oh wow. Where oddly all, you know, and I was like a skateboarder kid. I thought all the kids would wear flannels, which I'd be totally cool with now. <laughs> but they all like, uh, I guess they didn't want to be farm kids. Oh, right. So they, so they all dressed like, like the earliest version of a Guido, which I had never seen. Wow. Like they all wore In these farm like, country. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So I didn't, even, was I like, never even think of Jer- any part of Jersey being farm country, but apparently. Oh it's, yeah, it's tons of tons of farms where it's available. Like all of South Jersey is farms for sure. Wow, um, interesting. Most people think of New Jersey as like you know right outside New York with all the yeah exactly you know, like like planes landing over a highway with you know some kind of smoke popping out of some <laughs> pipe, um, like dystopia. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, like somewhere you might paint for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, so you know, a lot of like the the weird like my art classes, I was always getting C's in and shit like that. Were in this place where I um de- totally didn't fit in. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was it was so weird. Like you know, like kids je- dressing in stonewashed jeans that had six belts connected to the top of them that went like well over their dudes like well over their belly buttons with like a like a like a beautiful like a really expensive sweater tucked into the top of it with <laughs> what, with what? like a gold chain and then like super gelled hair like it was, it was like i thought it was going to be like dirty kids that couldn't do math and it was like fake italian kids mm-hmm. that i i i, I did i i, I I've always been fine with like talking to different groups of people, but it was very shocking right. for sure. So like, well, I think, I think every region has their click of different types of people. And most of us from, you know, from all these interviews I've done, we're kind of in the weirdo crowd or the outcast crowd, but you know, a lot of, you, you know, the stereotype for forever in movies and stuff was like the jocks, you know, they're, they're kind of like the jocks and it's like the jocks in my school were surfers which was weird. Right. They were the asshole, they were the asshole macho right. dickheads. And, you know, it's like yours, <laughs> which, which people think of like, oh, the surfers are cool and laid back. It's like, no, the surfers where I grew up were the fucking assholes, the ones that were hassling me. Jocks didn't really even exist in my world. It was like the surfers were the, were the bullies. And, well, uh, 
You know, it sounds like well, yours were these these dudes. <laughs> filled well, that, filled no, that so so I, I ride the line on that, like especially with like all the artists I hang out with. Like none of them were generally athletes and, and I was a surfer too. Like I, I, I did a bunch of regular school sports, like through high school I, I did soccer and wrestling. But I, I was also a skateboarder and surfer. And mm-hmm. dude, when you say surfers are assholes, they're assholes to surfers. <laughs> like there's only so many waves coming in from right. the ocean. And if you go to their place that they've gone to 30 times, they own that wave apparently. Yeah, and right. dude, like, like I've seen fish fight, the like, total fist fights in the water. Yeah, it's crazy. But even in, I re- do you remember those hats that were called jobbers? No, or this might be before your time. This might be. I'm, I'm not that much before your time. I'm 46. Okay, it still could be five. You know, I'm 52. So yeah. Okay. That's seven years. That's about. That's that's yeah. <laughs> that's enough to miss jobbers. But it was we didn't like, have jobbers. <laughs> they were like these French. They looked like French Foreign Legion hats. I don't know if you know what the if you can think of yeah, them. It's like they with were the like, flap on the back. yeah flaps on the back and kind of like square caps and a bill and. Yeah like surfers wore them and i didn't know that i just thought they were cool because they were a weird hat because i was always into weird hats when i was a kid (laughs) and i remember wearing one of those hats to school i think or on the beach or something and these surfers just fucking hassling me like you can't wear that you're not a surfer like they're surfer hats i was like a bunch of assholes so anyway anyway it's it's a bummer say like i'm a surfer (laughs) well they probably knew I wasn't a surfer because they were surfers. I, the thing that's yeah. the thing. It's like it completely turned me off to surfing, which is so cool. Growing, you know, growing up in a in a a, a beach town, I could have been surfing. You know, mm. surfing's amazing, and it's like I wish I would have gotten to learn it. I tried it once, and it was like really hard. But it was like between how difficult it was and all the assholes that were surfers, I just never got into it. And I feel like they kind of fucked it up for me because it gave me this really bad taste in my mouth. No, they, they, they try to fuck it up for everybody. Yeah. Like if, if you're not like, if you're not doing like five forty airs, they're trying to get you off their wave. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> anyway, fuck those surfers. But, um, so you, were you always into uh weird art, shit were you into creepy were you into dark stuff i mean it sounds it like was, you're kind of like had a foot in the regular it, regular sports world as well as the art world you know yeah yeah i i was like um i i was like the first era or not maybe not the first but like where it was coined like a latchkey kid so yeah, like right. so i was too <laughs> at, at the dawn of cable television mm-hmm. and i and this is like when i'm like five six seven years old so you know check me on the years but i'm sure like i was watching like the omen and the exorcist and then you know right. as things got like way more slaughterhouse like you know mother's day and all that weird like the more b film kind of shit um i i would watch that shit all day long you know like but like as a six-year-old so like you're so i wish i could watch movies now in the same way where like right you're intensely affected because those are the people that live in the tv they're real oh yeah and that sucks for that lady because she just got her head fucking chopped off or whatever like it really just happened so um I feel the same way when it comes to horror movies. It's like, I wish I could see them the way I used to when I was five years old and have that feeling. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I just I, you yeah. can't do it. I can't. Nothing. Can, none of these movies can scare me anymore. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I I, I remember like um, calling my and she still talks about it, but like calling my mom and uh, the scene in the Omen where they're having the party for Damien and and the chick jumps out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I called my mom and like this is heavy. Hurry up, like get in here. And then she jumped out the window, and she was like, you know, geez, dude, like. What do you why, like? Like, why do you know that was gonna happen? <laughs> you know, <laughs> probably because I watched it five times. Yeah. Like, you know, with early cable, there was only so many channels, so things are just replaying ten times a day. Right. So, right. Yeah. 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 Shit, I remember the days of two. Ch- I remember the days of one cable channel, which was on TV, and then uh-huh. two cable channels, which was on TV and select TV, and and that was it. That was all the cable stuff. And then after that, we started getting cable where there was like a bunch of movie channels and right. Cinemax yeah. and stuff like that. And MTV. Yep. Dude, I know you're like a big Devo fan. The first Devo video I saw, and I like, again, like you just like brain smacked with it. As a kid, it was, uh, and I think it was the first, like, I don't even know why I turned it on. Maybe my parents left it on, but it was. I don't know the song, but uh, it was a like like a cartoon devil with like pills floating oh, yeah. around and peek-a-boo. shit. Peekaboo, peekaboo, dude. And I was like, <laughs> all right, all in. What the fuck is this? So then, like, you know, MTV's on with actual music videos, right? The, the right. Time, yeah. Yeah. That that. Uh, just a little side note, because I'm such a Devo geek. That album was their response to people calling them fascist clowns. Like because they had red hats, or just be, yeah, just because they're all you know uniform, they're you know satirizing oh, right. fascism yeah. really and and stupidity okay. and stuff, and yeah. um, so they were they were called fascist clowns, and so they're like, you know what, this next album is going to be like it was created by fascist clowns, so it's like that's why they're all wearing <laughs> black and they're and they're and they're they've got weird clowns, evil clowns in the videos and stuff. So the, anyway, it's fun, kind of funny, but um, yeah, fascist clown music, but um. <clears throat> But yeah, that's where it all comes from. Like, I mean, for me, I, I was always into the like whatever the gnarliest shit I could get my TV's hands on, right. you know. Um, and and definitely drawing all the time as a kid. And I, I didn't, I didn't really like draw monsters or anything. Like, I I remember finding out drawing was magic after going to Disney World, mm-hmm. and um, someone did my caricature at Disney world. And then as I brought it home and I think the original one, I was playing soccer cause I, you know, probably played soccer and I was I don't know, probably six or seven. Mm-hmm. So then I had a, a drawing of my head that was ridiculous and I could make myself a hockey player. I could make myself cause I had like the, how, how outline. Is, what do you mean? You would trace it or would you just, no, I just I, copy it. Or? Maybe I traced it. I, dude, I did a thousand versions of me <laughs> so as good. as like different shit. Like that's awesome. What a great idea! Only a kid would come up with an idea like that. That's such a like, yeah. Cool kid I, thing. I was every sport, you know, <laughs> swords amazing. and shit. But like, because I didn't know how to like figure out other stuff. I just had this one thing right. that I could put on my table and copy. Right. Uh, I'm and sure you never, I you never thought like it. to look in the mirror and do it or to look at something else and do it. It's like this is actually a flat drawing. I can duplicate this kind well, of. Well, I yeah, I mean, I I I even remember like being probably in like ninth grade and still drawing 
and and again, like that that the character stuff was line drawings. So, like, not really understanding how to shade stuff. Right. Right. You know, so, yeah, like, those line drawings were heavy to me. And then, you know, I did all kinds of different line drawings. But not until, I would say, like, like when the D&D stuff came out, mm-hmm. which uh, I'm going to say it was late, like, middle school or something. Mm-hmm. And I never had friends to play with. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I, it seems like it's a little more aggressively, like, intelligent to try and get, like, a bunch of sixth graders to, like, play that. Right, yeah. That's why it's always the smart kids, usually. Yeah, like, I was a half smart, so I was like, all right, hey, my <laughs> friends who are my smart or less, and they were like, no, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even think I could figure it out. I'm sure I read the directions, but but you had the books that would come out. Yeah. So I, I would um, e- either trace or mimic, you know, the dragons and all the other stuff that were epic. I mean, th- those, those to me were like gold. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Same here. Out. Same here. I mean that that was uh, I had two friends to play D and D with, but that was about it. But I do remember shading for the first time. Like I remember, I was probably nine or ten years old, and I would because I was doing line drawings before that, and I remembered, mm-hmm. you know, like doing shading like this with lines, lines. Dun, 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 like on the say there was an arm, I would draw a line, 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 kind of at an angle, and it was that's like, like pretty advanced. To yeah, do it that. was. It, it just I remember when it, it it was funny. It's it was so significant for me that I was like, oh, this is shady. Look at how much better this looks. Like right. <laughs> it's like this huge thing for me, and I'm sure I got it from like Mad Magazine, probably. Okay, yeah, because there's, I mean, the guys that I knew that are, that are ne- like, even now, that are, like, really good at graphic design with, like, micron pens and stuff that mm-hmm. do that, mm-hmm. it still looks gnarly as shit oh, to yeah. me. Like, so it probably was magic. Oh, but, yeah. That's funny. That's funny you say that. I, I did, um, I, the, do you know who the Philly fanatic is? The, the mascot for the, uh, Philadelphia Phillies. He's like ridiculous looking. The, the like, crazy one? It's, that's, yeah, it's like green and shit, but, yeah. Anyway, I, <laughs> I, I had drawn that, and my mom was – she was always good at drawing, but she didn't really draw. Hmm. Like, when she did, it was – like, she was great at it. Hmm. Um, but she showed me how to, like, take a tissue paper and just, like, rub – it wasn't, like, real shading, but, like, rub the lines out. Right, right. Blow. <laughs> like, like absolutely exploded brains. Right, like, I right. was like, holy fuck. Like, now – all right, now I'm just going to rub everything with tissue papers and – <laughs> and it doesn't look like any of my friends' drawings. Right. You know? Like right. now now it's real. Now, yeah, it's we're, like now a, we're into something. It's like a quantum leap. Yeah. When you discover yeah, totally. something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember one time I mean, my mom was kinda the same way. She uh she didn't she always dabbled in drawing and she was actually mm-hmm. good, but she just never pursued it for I don't know yeah. why, probably because she was busy, you know, being a single mother raising us. But um yeah. I remember one time not have I had a Aurora model kit of the Wolfman, and I didn't have brown paint to paint it, and she mixed green and red, and it made this brown, and that was just like <laughs> that's fucking amazing. I was right. so impressed with that. Yeah. just like wow, those discoveries back then just meant the world, you know. And it's still it's still funny. There there do you wind up with some of those little magic moments now, you know, yeah. might not be as completely ridiculous, but there is like a ping that, yeah, that yeah, pops yeah, off yeah. that you're like. Holy shit! Like this is this is gonna work, right? Yeah, for the next twenty years, <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, uh, 
let's see. So did you go to did you go to college, art college, art school, or how, how did you how did ba- that how did that bare, work? Barely, dude. <laughs> so like my my college shit is duct taped together for like loosely, and uh, I did get a degree, but like I I wound up going to school. I was supposed to go to school for criminal justice, or no, sorry, psychology first uh-huh. like as, as as an 18 year old my dad talked me into criminal justice which is to like and and to me i was 18 like and i think like <laughs> like i i got armpit hair when i was like 17 uh-huh, so right. like like my brain was barely formed so i was like oh well i'm just going to be an fbi agent yeah right <laughs> that's on tv so I went to school with all these kids that had cop haircuts already and like, you know, I'm hanging out with like hippies right? and uh, <laughs> it, like I couldn't have been more afraid of my future. So <laughs> I, I failed out completely and, uh, you know, wound back in uh, Collingswood, New Jersey. And uh, th- and this this kind of slowly like weaned into a recession mm-hmm. where there were like no jobs. Like I was working in a deli, like kind of taking a class in a, um, uh, community colleges. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to the Navy. But at the same time that I joined the Navy, I was, I was always into art heavily. So I was like reading as many art books as I could either get my hands off of the library or like buying them secondhand or, but you were never considering whatever. it as a career at that point. Like it just, you didn't really consider that or was it like more I, of a fantasy? I, I, I did, but I thought it was like so unattainable. Right. Um, especially before I went in the Navy, like I, I was trying to build up um, a portfolio to like go to an art college. Mm-hmm. But I thought everyone there like painted like Rembrandt, like, you know, and I'm looking at like Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Art. Like this is what was available in Philadelphia. Like where to me, these are like, fucking gods like right. I, you know but again like you don't even have the real internet to compare anything to like right. these were incredible people and i was just this dude right so i'm building up this portfolio and i i showed my parents and they were kind of like ah that's neat like you have all these drawings that look like you smoked weed all the time or something and <laughs> Yeah, like go go get a job that sucks for a while and make a lot of money and and it should hurt the whole time. You know that was the deal right. with my parents. <laughs> so they weren't that into like helping me out. Like I I couldn't even figure out how to like get any money to go to art school or even like a pro. Dude, I I probably went to Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Art and got every pamphlet they had seven times. Wow. So you really but wanted I, you really wanted to do it it sounds like. Like you really yeah, wanted it. You just didn't see I, a I, path to to get there. Yeah, I just like it was it was there, like if it was like a, a hundred miles away, you know, that that's how hard I thought it was. Right. It just wasn't for my kind of people and like we weren't like super poor but we were like middle poor. Mm-hmm. And uh like yep. I just thought maybe, you know, that's what the Kennedys did. Yeah, right. with their kids, they didn't know what to do with or something. <laughs> um, so 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 I joined the Navy and I, I um I, I painted all the time there. Like my my son was born very quickly within the Navy, and then like you know, so I'm not like partying or anything. Right. So I was like, all right, so I have I have nap time, you know, when I'm not working, 
So I'm just going to paint all the time during that. And like, that's kind of how I figured out a lot of, uh, ways to not paint. Right. Mm. And, uh, and, you know, kind of moved along. And once, once I got out of the military, then I, then I did finish up art school through, um, through, uh, Rutgers and Camden, which Mm. was, which was great, but it was like, uh, Rutgers has a school in Camden, which was near me because I was working. Uh, but they have a place in North Jersey that's like where the real art school is, Mason Gross. Mm-hmm. So I was in like, I was taking classes through the art department where I got a degree, but like, that's not where the real art kids went. It was like kids that like wow. sucked at math, right? And they're and like they didn't know what else to do. They're like, well, drawing <laughs> is easy, and it's fucking not yeah. at all. So. But I, I was super dedicated, like me and this guy, Scott Kramer, amongst, I don't know, uh, you know, a couple hundred kids, he and I were apeshit. Like we were just eating this shit up. Like we were doing everything we could to to just take in as much knowledge as mm. we could. Almost scared to graduate because then you're on your fucking own. Right. And you got to learn shit for yourself. Um, uh, so it must I did, have been did fun, one. though. I must have been exciting and fun you know to to be in that environment where you're learning all that stuff it, it, it was i mean by the time i got there like i had enough credits like through bouncing around like while i was in the navy like grabbing like credits here and there through community college where i was i was like a like i had two years left so i was working on my own mm-hmm. and um the kids who were there um were fucking terrible and you can quote me on this Rutgers that that shit was terrible <laughs> Um, and no one cared. And I, I was, I was kind of going beyond the scope. Right. And my, my teachers were great and they had to be really frustrated with what they were handed. Right. Um, cause I, I remember like you had to do like your, you know, your senior thesis kind of thing. And, um, they did it basically as a big crit kind of in like the hallways of this building. Mm-hmm. So everyone lined up all their shit. And again, I learned from muralists. So like. You learned my, from what? Like muralist in like oh, the right, scenic right. art art thing. So right. like, I, like I didn't want little brushes. I don't want to do a postage stamp. Like I'm doing these fucking huge things, regardless of how terrible they are, and I'm experimenting. <laughs> but so like, you know, it, I think it, it was probably 25 people or something that were part of this like final crit thing. I took a, I, I my work was a quarter of the the work of everyone. <laughs> like I just wanted it so bad. That's awesome. Like, I, That's the way to do yeah, it. it. And it was, it looked ridiculous. <laughs> like, cause like dudes would have these little canvases from Michael's that they did. And then I would have these fucking monsters and, and they should all be burned. I don't know where they are at this point. Wow. But, um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I trudged my way through and, um, and I, and I, you know, I worked in, um, at professor studio, um, the main one, Marjorie Amador, who's like, uh, dude, she's crazy. She's had like, I don't know, fucking 350 solo shows in like wow. every country in Europe and weird places like Turkey and shit. But it was all very process based. Hmm. So like, like a lot of wax and uh, it non-representational stuff. So ah. like like wax with uh dowel sticks with like a dab of like a circle of color on it mm-hmm. uh and then covered in resin hmm. some of those would be 12 feet long some small that turned in these huge pieces um so very very process oriented which i wasn't into right so like i'm like 
um, coming off, you know, this is like early 2000s. So like juxtaposed started in what, 96-ish maybe? I, yeah, it sounds right. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So so like I'm looking at like Mark Ryden and Naoto Hattori right. probably and um, Amy Soul or, you know, whatever. Like some stuff that was not process-oriented. It was yeah. like super talent oriented <laughs> you know and representational kind of stuff too right yeah i mean i'm not saying anything about, you know against people that but like you know drawing a face really well yeah, yeah all yeah. kinds no, of no, all no. kinds of other shit yeah, a, a yeah. Big, yeah, that's you what know, you're that's, into that's what you're into that's what you're attracted to about art what well i i mean even now i kind of ride both that's true yeah, that's Be- true. Because of it, you know, like when I'm drawing a face, like I'm trying to undraw it right. and undulate between the two. And I, I think it was all very important to what I do now, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So definitely Mar- Marjorie uh, Omdor was uh, huge. Uh, and, and, and huge in respect that like I was doing fucked up shit. Like I would, I would paint with like a, like a huge paintbrush on the end of a three-foot spring you know, like, oh, wow. like throwing paint <laughs> right. and like eventually dialed it. Like I eventually decided like, Oh, I just want to paint. But like, I kind of brought a lot of that together into what's now me throwing paint, sanding, spray painting, drawing, you know, like yeah, interweaving yeah. all of them together. Um, but you brought in and, your love of rep- representational. Yeah. Like, and know. like, yeah, and you know some of it like it's just on the edge of falling apart, mm-hmm. and I, I love some of those the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And maybe nobody else likes them, so I got to dial it in to sell something. But um, <laughs> but I, I do, I do, I do like that. Like, I mean, I, I think um, like there's a guy uh, like Jackson Pollock and Mark Toby, Mark Toby Moore. Um, if you took them and like Francis Bacon, maybe like that's right. who. I am trying to emulate, um, mm-hmm. not, not, not anymore, but like at the beginning, you know, now, right. now I don't, I don't look at anything. I don't know any art history. Any, I, I could barely, you know, uh, I can barely remember half the shit that I learned before, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's kind of, I think the world I'm, I'm still pushing mm-hmm. or like, you know, questioning and trying to, um, trying to make it work. You know, yeah, there's always a, a little bit where it doesn't work, and uh, you ask a new question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I could, I could see that. Um, that's cool, though. That's, <clears throat> I mean, I do, I, I do like that about your work is that you, um, you know, there's that. That's what I like about work like that, and it's probably because it's just a matter of taste, of course. But it's probably because. Uh, you know, it's there's a freedom there. That's what I like about it. Is that there's more yeah. freedom than than trying to make something really realistic. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm trying to always incorporate that more into my work, but I haven't. You know, I haven't really got to a point where I can just, you know, splash a bunch of shit and just kind of like form it to where it's kind of like you're talking about riding on the edge of both worlds. But that's just kind of not what I'm not what I'm doing right now. But it's something I definitely want to do more. I've said well, this in the also, past, you it's know. It's also oil paint, dude. Don't don't throw oil paint around. And get it all <laughs> over yourself. Like I'm using acrylic, so it's like uh, I'm sure there's like some carcinogenic yeah, value to yeah, it, that's but like true. not that's true. not nearly as much to like. And uh, 
you, you can paint it out much easier off your studio walls than oil paint for right. sure. <laughs> How did you uh, end up painting in, in acrylics? What's what's your reason for acrylics over oils? The, uh, the scenic stuff for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, know. Yeah, you know. I know people that I think Gabe. I think it was Gabe Leonard started, or he worked at a scenic place, or he was. Maybe I could be getting that wrong, but I do know another guy, Jim Beinke, my friend. He's been on the podcast, and he used to do all kinds of scenic stuff. Those scenic painters are badasses. They're like great painters. It's it's like it's it's a trial by fire. Like you you learn so fucking fast because you have to. Like, I I remember walking in to work and again like I, dude and i was like i was so burnt out at the time like i was i was working um on uh coronado island in san diego for the navy when i hooked up with these guys because I, I hooked up with them because i took the photoshop one class <laughs> wow <laughs> at, a, at a community college and um they they saw what i was working on like i think i was bringing my paintings into the computers and messing with them mm-hmm. you know on zip drives yep and shit. <laughs> um and uh you know i like i remember you know after being there a couple weeks and like just just trying so hard and like really there were master painters to direct you a little bit uh-huh. but they were like drinking beers and smoking pot like it's like here's your color go fucking do this <laughs> you know like like a like a like an eight to nine foot section. Mm-hmm. So like the one day we walked in, they're like, "Oh, we got this, you know, Mona Lisa piece. We have to do that sixteen feet tall by whatever wide. You got we have like four days, oh my and God. it's and it's three of us. Wow. And I wasn't a seasoned painter, right? You know, it was it was like okay. But you're put in that you're put in that position to where you got to pull it out. You got to reach yeah. deep and and fucking sink or swim. You know. Yeah, and you re- like your your mind races to a point where, um, like you you learn that much faster because right. you're like fuck, I'm gonna like fuck this whole company over a contract, whatever. Right, so. right. Yeah, and, yeah. and and the two guys smoking pot that are better painters are gonna make fun of me. Right. You know? <laughs> so okay, so um, when did you start? I mean, showing in galleries, and how did how did you wind like, up? Like I said, like I, I I've always showed in like some mom or pop galleries, and um, like I dude, I have a um, I have an award for showing in this like mansion in New Jersey that's in Smithville, which is literally the middle of nowhere. Like it's in the middle of these farms, and I would do it every year. And I like I went from. You know, like school painting and then like kind of in school I was messing around with um, abstractions that I would say were somewhere between like these Mark Toby paintings. I'll have to send you a link to his stuff. Okay. Yeah, I know he's not as widely known. Yeah, I don't know Mark Toby. Um, I'll look him but up. But he, he's like around like Jackson Pollock. So it's like it's like if you took like Mark Toby Pollock and like like if you drilled into a Geiger painting hmm. um, and got those like – and, and like a, a really George O'Keefe too, hugely like with organic forms. Mm-hmm. And then I started to put these blobs on them and I'm showing them again with like, just like community painters. Um, but because they were so just nothing really, I could go to, um, what's, what's the, uh, what's the website that, um, uh, Urban Dictionary, where mm-hmm. like you can get all like the sex references and like mm-hmm. we, like for like shit like I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> so I would I, I would go there and like name them like 
angry dragon and rusty trombone and like i i have i have i have all these awards for like winning best in show for like angry dragon you know with all it's like literally with like all these old ladies and like golfers that paint on sundays or whatever that's kind of hilarious um but then I, i would say um really the first time i started showing with like where i was like holy fuck um was with like uh jeremy and cam at um uh, Jeremy Cross and Cam Rackham at um, uh, Forgotten Saints. Oh, okay. What year, they, is, what they, year is this? 2000. I would say it's the middle of 2009. Like okay. The summer 2009. Um, so this is when and, you started kind of getting into the dark art scene as far as showing your work. Well, like, it, it like, started, I mean, again, if I didn't matter, like, Geiger was huge, but, like, I'm not, I'm not going to paint Geiger stuff. Right. You know, like... And I, I, I'm sure he's like a, a, a start for a lot of us. Yeah, um, absolutely for me. But really hard to do. <laughs> and plus, and, and, you know, who wants yeah. to do, you know, there's a right. lot of people that do stuff that's like, it could oh, be. Oh, he's still, he's still getting ripped off. He's yeah, still getting, it's, it's, I don't yeah. get that. But anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, well, well, first of all, so I, I email, emailed you and got a painting from you. And dude, I, I was like scared, like, you know, like asking the, like the captain of the cheerleading team to dance, like <laughs> email, like after I got the painting, I was like, Hey, I also paint too. Like, what do you think of these? Cause like, n- you know, nobody gave a fuck and I didn't have a venue and you looked at me like, these are cool. Why don't you start a website? I was like, I don't know how to start a website. <laughs> and you were like, well, do a MySpace. And I, so I was like, okay, cool. And I did cause it was made for 12 year olds to figure out <laughs> and and right away myspace died like, oh really <laughs> yeah like like I, I i think i was on there i don't know two months i don't remember what year that was and then then it all turned into facebook right and again you being highly helpful you posted my work and i i seriously watched like i i, I don't know what amount of friends i was at like 40 because uh-huh. it was like even early Facebook. So like right. I, you didn't even really know what that platform was. At the right. time. It was just some fucking website. You you reposted like you could repost whole files of people's work. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I might have had, I don't know, 20 paintings or something. And I, I was watching like the numbers just explode on wow. my friend request. It was bizarre. That's so cool. It was I, at, don't, I, don't remem- sure I, I don't remember any of this. I don't remember any. I don't know which painting you I, bought. I know I, I know I sent you a thank you for sure. Oh, that's uh, cool for, for mean, the for the Facebook thing. I was, was I was like, worried you were going to say yeah yeah I should I sent you pick paintings and I just and I and I never heard back from you because I just get I've gotten a lot of emails over the years and sometimes they yeah. slip slip by but I always try and answer them. But uh, that's good. That's no no cool. no no. I I I bought I, the the first I mean like real painting I bought from you was and I have two. Well, no, it was three. Uh, um, the first one, I think, it was 2008. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know. Which... I had that obsolete one with, like, the... Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's Okay, okay, okay. It's all coming back to me. Yeah. Cool. Wow. And I, and I, and I have another, another like, it's, like, tall and long. I don't, I don't know the name of it. The one that, that you I, recently bought? Last, the yeah, last yeah, one? Last, yeah. Last uh, yeah. Uh, I'm blanking on it, too. I'll think of the name. Yeah. That's cool. Wow. Amazing. Well, you you can also um, you can also uh, if you want to write. Um, who, I don't know who owns Jameson Whiskey. 
but I'm sure they were um, a big part of me buying your paintings for sure. <laughs> I, I, I guess Mr. Jameson, if he's still around, I don't think he is. <laughs> I should write him a thank you. But I, I, I never have any regrets. I definitely uh, sit around and drink beers and like poke through people's artwork. And yeah, I mean that's I, I, I want to get into your your um your gallery experience and your career and stuff. But I also uh, as a painter, but I also want to get into uh, how you started collecting and your collection because you're like a big big time collector of this stuff. I, I don't I don't know if that's totally true big time. But I mean, you, I, I mean you got try. a big bigger collection than most and what's interesting yeah. is that uh I always thought is that you're kind of like a, a great representation of the kind of collector that collects our kind of art. Like prior to people like yourself, art collecting was for rich people only. And it's like That's 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 the thing like I don't think I have the normal house like my house isn't super small, but it's not like it. Like the shit I have, like should be in some mansion or something. But I'm right. in a little house in like the suburbs. <laughs> yeah, so, but like, that's what's so. That's one of the coolest yeah. things about this whole art scene yeah. is that it's like. And I've always, I've always felt like this is what I, this is the kind of people I want to create art for. It's just like regular people like me, you know. Yeah. Not like these. Yeah. Weird rich people, I don't get. But um, I well, mean, you are. Rich... That's that's who that's who collects it. <laughs> that's, that's who that's who we're stuck with. I mean, I'm I'm all for rich people collecting as well. It's just like it's not my scene. I don't know the I don't know a lot of rich people, yeah. rich art collectors. I know a couple, but it's still they're like they're not like old money. There's a whole scene of rich people that you know most sure. people don't don't get to experience. But um, I well, just do, think... do you. Do you find like a lot of tattoo artists collect your work? I mean, I don't know yeah. if ours is that close, but like tattoo yeah. artists collect my work and like yeah, a lot of you tattoo know, artists. But I've gotten more into understanding the the um the way you make tattoos and the way they critique each other. It's so like the perfection's crazy. Mhm. Um and yeah, I guess they like dark shit, but like if it I don't know if you've ever seen any of my pieces in real life, but like they look like they got run over. Like they might look like kind of tight on a phone or something mm -hmm. or on a computer, but they're like they're all sanded down, and the spray mm -hmm. paint I use is like super fucked up. So like I, I don't understand why the. I mean, I guess there's again there's almost uh, like only so much dark art that's viable. Yeah, wants to buy. I guess, but uh, yeah, I don't. But, I I think that you know they, they, the thing about the tattoo community that I've noticed is that they're um, as much as they have, they're very specific about <clears throat> what makes great tattoos and 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 uh, and critiquing you know line work and stuff like that. They're very right. they 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 really are great collectors and they really appreciate all kinds of art. You know, they're not just into yeah. like realism. They're into they're really great art fans, you know, and, and I remember when I got into the whole started going, doing the tattoo conventions and getting getting into that community that I didn't know anything about. I was kind of like blown away at at uh, what how how much they really loved art, like they love art more. They're like, you know, they're basically like artists that went into tattooing. You know, so they really yeah, love I, art. The, all the tattoo collectors that I've I mean, they're artists tattoos, yeah. <laughs> on their own. Yeah. But I mean, they went into well, that I aspect mean, of art, you know. Well, they're, they're doing art. I mean, the ones that I know are like, just, they're just so good at it. 
Yeah. And um, they're, they're very serious about it. Um, every one of them's mm-hmm. house, I don't know what color their wallpaper is. Like, they, they just collect art like freaks, right. man. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. Um, so it's like, it's kind of, you know, they're, they're interesting in, in, in the sense that because of the explosion in tattooing, they, they make a lot of money. So they're able yeah. to they're able to buy art, you know, and they're, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like, you know, regular people like us in that way, you know. They're yeah. not they're not generally not as like, as opposed to those irregular people. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. They're not. They weren't. <laughs> most of them are, you know, from lower or middle class backgrounds, and and sure. they and they they, yeah. made, they make their money. You know, they're like new money. You know. Yeah. Um. So, but I, but uh, uh, so I mean, how did you? How did you start collecting? I mean, what started the whole thing off? Uh, so, so when I showed in all these, like, like showed my shitty paintings in, you know, like community type based galleries in San Diego. And I don't, I don't think I showed it all. I, I was working like way too much in San Francisco, but I showed a lot in like smaller galleries in San Diego that were just like local stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, watched them all be like amazing people and i i dude i wish i could like reference all their names and stuff but i i can't at this point watch them try so hard to do something great for the area and then just close down um and then you know i'm gonna say two uh, like yours was one of the first things i bought like oh cool i i think I bought a Damon Sewell, a Sean Barber, and Naota Hattori, like all within like a month. Wow! And it was it was because there was a recession. Mm-hmm. So, I, I aside from galleries, I wanted to support artists, and and you could see like, dude, art is the first thing to fucking go. Like, you need a lawnmower and a refrigerator before you need a piece of art, right? Um, on your walls, so in whatever way I could do and also helping my soon to be addiction to buying shit artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I figured I would put whatever extra money I had into the community. And, and it was also, you know, selfishly, like I'm on the front lines of understand, like, like I, I can see or I thought I could see like this amazing shit happening that wasn't really supported. Right. You know, so, you know, almost like, you know, a guy trying to um, find new bands or something. Right. And there's this big thing going on in their city and I, and they're seeing it, you know, like I was seeing it and like, you know, these dudes, you know, maybe you guys were probably getting shows like at cool places, but it wasn't like, you know, blue chip or anything. Oh yeah. But it was like, it was like, wow, this, this fucking new thing is happening and I'm more than excited about it. So like, let's make sure, I mean, to me, like throw all my money into it because when nobody does, it just goes away. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Like there's... That's cool. Cause I felt that same way, you know, especially during that yeah. time. Like I was, I couldn't believe it. Cause I just thought, you know, I never thought a, a, a dark art scene or even an underground art scene, like cannibal flower and where I started showing, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, I, I, you know, in the seventies and eighties, I was watching my dad who did like illustration work for money and also fine art, but it was always a struggle for him with the fine art. And it just never seemed viable at all to be a fine artist, especially doing what I was into. And, yeah. and when I saw it starting, I was like, 
just kind of like looking around you people you don't realize how amazing this is this is huge mm-hmm. and there's so much quality yeah. and amazing work being shown and uh it's like you guys are missing out you know most people i'm like thinking you're missing yeah. out on this thing that's that's happening and it's going to be big i mean that that was the feeling i had the whole time well and you, but you're so you're in LA yeah so yeah. i i i was in new york mm. so so i remember so i'm i'm trying to think of when i was in college like early early 2000s i guess mm-hmm. we we took a tour of hunter college which i i guess that's good i don't know mm. uh it was supposed to be good we took a tour of it like my whole class and like there were like we toured like the artist studios i think for like the seniors mm. and this is like the like abstract process art that was waning from like the 90s right so the students were like like the one kid I remember, like he's like I just like to draw S's. So he like he had like six long S's, and then like one girl had just like lumps. I like of to clay. paint S's. <laughs> yeah, like lumps of clay all over the ground, and I, like I walked out of there like fuck these kids, and I'm sorry for their parents because like I'm sure it was like really expensive, or you know yeah. fuck your uh, your bills later. This is not what I'm into. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, like you guys started popping up and I was like, thank you. Right. Like, like home run. Like <laughs> I'm seeing this and like nobody else is on this. It's not on the radar. So right. like, why not? I mean, for one, support it. And yeah. um, to, you know, take it to me, I, you know, without really thinking about it until right now, like take my abstractions and kind of put them in see what happens if you put them into portraits right and then maybe well yeah and then like kind of see what happens and it like for the first time in my work i i saw it like fitting in like it no no not fitting in but like to myself like not as a total experimentation because you dude you can fuck around with paint forever right and even show in galleries and somebody buys it. it doesn't mean you're stoked on it um right like I, I know the first time I was stoked about one of my, and I, I was I was trying to make them somewhere between like, almost like trauma team, like a like a like go, like scary but like goofy comedy ish mm. at the same time, mm-hmm. and they had like backgrounds and shit. So, and I was using spray paint and whatever, like a lot of the stuff I do now. But I remember painting the background gray because it was it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So I painted around the hair of the person and the the piece just like like lit up. Wow. So it was just like you were painting out the background because it wasn't working for you. And then it was like, boom, yeah, you had that light bulb. Moment. Well, because, yeah, because I used this. Um, I used this. It was paint that I, that was in my house when I moved here. And it's still the paint that's on the floor of my studio. But the, it's. The gray that I mix everything with mm-hmm. is um, it's a, a floor paint that you can walk on. Wow. <laughs> um, so I just took that right out of the can. And, and when I like outlined the piece, because I quieted the back down, it just went like, Whoa. wow, like, holy fuck. Like, this is something like, like, all right, let, let's do this. Yeah. And, like, I'm I'm still doing that. Like, you know, that's, that's so cool. I don't know, 15, 16 years ago. Right. I don't know. I'm putting my mask around. Well, that's the you know that 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 takes um, that takes an eye, 
you know it's like to to a, a big part i think that gets neglected um especially with younger artists is the idea that it takes an eye that's a huge part of of yeah. being an artist is like recognizing that and going you know you you're 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 painting out this background because it's bugging you and it's not working yeah. and and you see it when it happens you know that's yeah. that's kind of the a big part of what talent is i guess or training your eye which is yeah. such a huge important part of painting you know and it, yeah i i i mean i'm working on a painting right now and it's like i have this kind of innate ability to see i don't know what it needs but i know it's it not right like, <laughs> it almost looks like it flashes like yeah like right. that area that's not working is like hey you got to fix this you know right, and like yeah. they're yeah, and they get they get smaller and smaller as you work on it. But um, yeah, y- yeah you, like yeah, painters painters can say. I mean, it's easier for me. I mean, it's 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 fine with me with my work. But um, like looking at um, really representational work, I, you know, like uh, when I critique someone's work, like some people ask me to do that sometimes, and mm-hmm. um, I, I I say right out of the gate, like I'm not trying to fucking hurt your feelings. But I'm going to say what bothers me right? and is a reason I wouldn't buy this. Uh, okay. Which, which works as a collector. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> it does suck. But, like, as a painter, like, those things stand out. Like, right. they just, like, they almost, like, pull off the canvas. Right. They're just, like, this is a huge fucking problem. Yeah. And, um, you know, like you're saying, for, like, younger artists, like, the difference between, like, um, being okay with like signing a painting off and being hugely uncomfortable with sections that you're willing to really get in and battle with mm-hmm. is the difference yeah. i think yeah yeah, yeah. And, and being willing to paint shit out like if it's right. not working to be able to just go like yeah i worked on that for five days totally <laughs> it doesn't work get the fuck out of here like it's gotta go yeah like, it does you know don't be afraid to kill your children that's what the yeah. writers say um yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's a uh, that's kind of cool. That's a cool story. It's interesting. I don't know. It just got me thinking about. I it's it's got me thinking about how, you know, that's probably the one kind of natural ability I've had since I was a kid is to see when something's wrong, and mm-hmm. and, the, and the hard part for me is knowing what to do to fix it. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like I can yeah. instantly it's like it's like a synesthesia thing. It's like when something's wrong, I just it just pops out at me. But I do think that that yeah. um you can train your eye, you know, and the way to train your eyes by looking at great artwork that is vetted and great that you know is great because everybody, yeah. you know, for the most part classic classical paintings and stuff that have been stood the, the stood the test of time. Um, you know, when you get enough of those in your brain, it's like you've kind of filtered them through. I, I wonder now that you say that, like how many of the, like, you know, masters or artists from the past had synesthesia to a degree. Oh yeah. Fully. I, I, I never thought about it. Cause like Clef talks about it all the time. Like it's just fucking like, it's his uh, superpower. Yeah. And like, I had to, I had to like fight to like learn how to paint things realistically. Like mm-hmm. it was really, really hard for me. Right. Um, it was never, I was like, I have no natural gift and like, I, I'm definitely giving that to the world right now. Like I, uh, like 
to me like why pressure yourself with trying to paint somebody's face for real like let's let's have fun with this shit because like it's too hard right so, well i mean you should some people it, it depends on your personality and as you, who you are as an artist you know some artists it's like that's what drives them they just yeah. love that they love how hard it is and and to master that thing and it's like i my my natural ability is not uh, or my natural tendencies are not to paint likenesses they're fucking hard as hell they're so yeah, hard what, to do yeah, but yeah, it's but, like but when I, you do you do them well man I, I, like it's well, not like you never do that i know i pre i appreciate that but it's hard it's it's a lot of work whereas painting a monster to me is it's not as much work as paint you know just kind of coming up with something and making yeah. it look right but to me painting a likeness is so difficult that it's i don't do it that much because it's so fucking hard and it's like it's not it's not the challenge that I'm just that interested in, you know, it's like, right. I know I can do it, but it's my challenge. The thing that interests me is, is some coming up with something new and weird and painting it really well. I mean, that's right. Where my, right. Then, lies. That, yeah. And then, then yeah. it's, then it's your own, you know, like that's never happened before. Right. Right. Yeah. You I know, mean, that, that person's face has happened before. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you could just look at them and see it or you could look at a well, picture, well, but you know, it's, it's, it's just, it depends on the artist, you know, everybody's got a different thing yeah. that they're into, well, you know? And yeah, I, I, um, I, it's weird. Like a lot of the stuff that I buy, I gravitate towards people that like almost paint very too hyper real. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's not like, I, I, I definitely like love it. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's you appreciate wild it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, um, I, when, when, this is this is back like San Diego days, so I'm like I always had to paint real, and um, when I started to paint my own fine art, I would uh, I knew what to do because I I'd been painting with these guys in these giant canvases, so I have these little canvases, so I know almost every layer of every stroke that has to come forward in the next week or two or whatever it would right. take. So when I went to sleep, I would in like marathon speed while I'm like ripping my teeth apart paint finish the painting what ripping your teeth apart <laughs> yeah like 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 grinding my teeth like okay. to the point where they're like getting smaller wow because my because my brain's already like already figured it out and right. it doesn't have time to like and you know it's like it's like painting on leash or like, you know, one of these like, like GoPro, like speed videos, right. but it was happening in my dreams, but like so stressful that, wow. um, that now, like I, I almost like wouldn't like, I, I'd be like afraid to do it. Wow. Yeah. What a trip. So, so now like having no, I like when I get into it and I like, you know, when I start a person's face, I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen on the other end, mm -hmm. which is totally satisfying. Yeah, like, it's, that's the fun part, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's real. It's relaxing to me, and you know, some of it. It's, it's. I can't say it's all relaxing, but um, it, it definitely. Uh, I don't have dreams that much about. I, I definitely don't dream about finishing a painting. I, right. I dream about painting all the time. But. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a puzzle game. That's the way I've, I've always viewed it. It's like, it's like doing a puzzle. That's why it's yeah. fun. It's like you don't you you don't know how it, you know. It's just like a puzzle. You put puzzles pieces together and then you start seeing it and then mm -hmm. you add, you find another piece and you're like, oh, okay. And then you get a corner over here and it's like, it's just, you know, it's, that's it. It's a puzzle game. Well, 
and I, I kind of think like you know like like when I started to pick up like guitar and again I'm I'm not in any room going to talk about like guitar theory or I, I can get around mm-hmm. and like I played bass too like when I started playing I was like oh am I gonna like ruin the myth of like Led Zeppelin when I figure this out <laughs> but like the more you the more you look and the more you know the more you see everyone else's the way they put that puzzle together is so unique at least you know the totally. people that are really good at it <laughs> yeah, are so yeah. uniquely different that it's that it's so interesting to me when I, like, I find a new artist that comes up with something different or a new technique or just you know the way to paint their mind it's incredible like yeah. like 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 a little piece of magic was just solidified on this thing mm-hmm. like it really is uh something absolutely gorgeous to me yeah yeah it in a way that i like i'm not going to continue to describe because i'd feel lame <laughs> but i but i but it it excites me in a way that that is something like that nothing else does you right know? yeah yeah yeah, that is that is the magic of art, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, are you? How, when it comes to collecting, do you? Are you like the type of buyer that you know likes an artist and kind of collects a certain amount of pieces from an artist? Or it seems to me like you're more of a visceral, you see it and you want it kind of guy. So it's where it's like you can buy from. It doesn't. The artist isn't really important but you, you buy the work themselves. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I go every way. Like I, I, you know, some pieces like I know this thing's going to be worth a lot of money someday and I Mm. may be able to sell it. And this one, I don't know. This shit's fucking awesome. Holy shit. Who is this? Like, I'll I'll probably have to look it up. I'm looking at a piece I got from dark art Emporium from, uh, some woman that painted like a naked chick, with a beehive on her head. I don't know her name. <laughs> so like I go both ways and you know, I'm probably not going to spend $20,000 on a piece where I don't recall right. the, the artist's name. But, um, I, I, I think like, uh, if, if like that, that ping goes off in your head about an artist, well also like, I don't have that much fucking money. Like I don't right. have like an ex like huge exposable, um, expendable amount of money. So I always have a few people on my radar. Right. You know, so like I'm kind of behind usually. You know, like I, I'll watch people for a little bit and uh-huh. you and you kind of want to see if they like stand the long haul. Right. You know, totally, like if man. they're like how how much are they putting into it? And like uh I am uh going to let my dog in my foot cuz she'll look at me for another <laughs> okay. hour. There he goes, letting the dog in now. Come on, girl. Yeah, so um, it goes all ways for me, but but I, I again, like you said, like if you have the eye as a painter, if it excites me, like really, really heavily, I'd, uh, dude, I'd be fucking homeless if I bought everything I wanted to. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, know, you have to just go after the ones that you have yeah. to have that you have to have. Yeah, kind of, because you know. <laughs> it's like. You want a lot, I'm sure, and but there's certain ones yeah. you have to have. Yeah, you know that yeah, just so, grab you. So like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll like watch people, you know, as a like 
art voyeur and then something something looks great and I'll get that but I'm I'm also I mean I'm also running out of house a lot of my house yeah. is like salon hung yeah yeah how many do you have how many pieces do you think you have or do you know it's it's starting to rotate out so I, I would wow. say like I just a hundred 20, 100, wow. I don't know. <laughs> That's a lot. Like there's still shit in the closet. There's shit at the framers. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I, I've sold some too, but the, like in the last like four or five years, I started selling them because you don't have that much house. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and you also have a kid in college that right. you gotta, there's college bills. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, and, and there's the other thing too, like as these things are magical to you, then they're just this shit by your TV that you don't let you're not shit, but like I'm not experiencing them the same way as I did before. So right. someone else who wants to buy it is going to see the magic in it for mm-hmm. at least a couple of years, maybe forever. I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? Like I, I have to move the pieces around to to like because so they don't become part of the wallpaper. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. like I, I still look at them, but like um like if I move the pieces around, I'll just grab a glass of wine and put on some tunes and like like really look. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as a painter, like you really look. Like you find like like Naoto Hattori does de- like he does hair details with a with a with a razor blade. Yeah. It's he cuts into the board like you know really? like you don't yeah you wouldn't notice shit like that if you unless you took the time and watched it like a movie like right. you almost have to like let yourself really get into the piece mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's awesome oh my god that was the most boring did i just bore the fuck that was the most boring description of looking at a pan no <laughs> <Not at all>. <laughs> <laughs> i bet you nobody thought that and 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 now they're thinking about was it because you brought it up <laughs> You know, no, I went off. I went off in my own world for sure. That's about, okay. like, that's... Looking at looking at artwork to to you know what's going to be a bunch of people that like look at artwork the same way all the time. <laughs> what a fucking lame. You know who I, I I'm uh, lately over over the last week or two I, I've been watching and and because uh, I watch artists also, um, mm-hmm. uh, not from a collecting standpoint because I'm just not. Uh, I don't. I just can't afford to really be a collector. I do trades and stuff, but um... I I barely can too, dude. It's like, <laughs> it's like all my extra money really goes to, like I'll be dead soon. Like I'm I'm experiencing time on a different timeline. Now it's like right. shorter. Yeah, yeah, right. Might as well get the coolest shit. And oh yeah, be yeah. dead. Like all my extra money goes to to art for sure. Um, I'm sorry to cut you. Yeah. Uh, uh... I was just saying that um, I have been watching. Uh, 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 what the fuck's his name? This uh, shit. I'm totally blanking. Uh, hold on. I wrote a bunch of stuff on a notebook, so I like tried to not I, do that. Thank you... God I haven't had to go through any of. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know I do this at least every, once every episode. Oh, Irwin says hi. Ir- hey man. Uh, he's uh, anyway. He told me to tell you hi. Uh, RF Pangborn. Have you been watching oh, him lately, dude? His stuff I mean, lately is like, it's it's like I've watched him on this trajectory, and it's li- yeah. like l- the stuff lately is so. 
It's just completely blowing my mind. It's so deep. Isn't isn't that like the way you'd love to be able to paint? Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I love that like that freedom that I was talking about yeah. where you can just fuck yeah. shit up and Yeah. But it just feels like he's really plumbing the depths of his soul. It's like he's really touching on something, you know, that fi- fine art. That's fi- what fine art is. It's yeah. like this magic weird deep thing. And uh I've just been, you know, that's kind of who I've been watching lately and I'm just like Fuck, really? where, can can you give me a quick idea of like where he's from? I don't know anything about him. I, uh, I know like when when I see his stuff, I just stop on it and go like, "Dude, you win, man!" Yeah, like, thank you, <laughs> thank you. That's great. No, he's in. Uh, I think he's in Florida because he's been on the podcast. Okay. Yeah, just paint. Okay. I think he was he was painting and this being interviewed and painting from this dark little basement. You know, just hold up, yeah. painting constantly you know just oh like, god now now you're gonna like tap into like the art meth head that i am and i'm gonna wind <laughs> up with with one and, and that's not a bad thing but like yeah he's he's a guy that like like you just like like i i i want the same thing like i i want my shit to be like so fucked up and loose and not not tight as nails that like just some kid that sees it goes like i can do that uh, and, and then they try and, and, they, they, <laughs> and they can't like right. they can't but they'll try to start painting right and what what our penguin cool is doing is is looks so loose and you like like everybody would think like i can do that and you can't no dude. way no way he, that, that shit is coming from a very very smart art place yeah like, exactly it's, you know it, it looks loose as fuck and like looks like you just throw paint around but like it's dialed like right. it is it is beautifully dialed in yeah, yeah yeah and it's just right too it's mm-hmm. like it's finished at the right point it's it's uh, yeah it's just great it's just great um are you uh, are you paying attention to anyone's in specific lately that you'd like to mention or are you not not uh focusing on any one artist at the moment or any few artists no i mean no i'm i'm on i you know every time i've quit like facebook and instagram i the thing that always brings me back is like seeing the art in real time. Like, because I, I can't really like go like, like follow as many galleries and all all their, all their, um, uh, previews go to my junk mail anyway. (laughs) Um, but, uh, like I would say Dan Colonna stuff and, and Vanessa Lemon are like, and I, I learned about them through, you know, the uh the the zoom you guys are doing oh yeah yeah so yeah they're both so doing amazing shit i didn't know anything about them before and oh, cool. they're 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 both so heavy and like dan dan kind of attacks pieces kind of the way i do with like weird mm-hmm. weird textures and shit mm-hmm. um and vanessa uh I don't know how she does that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's doing a, a really good um, balance of uh, she's abstraction like 10, and yeah. super realism mixing it's them like, together. It's like 10, 11%, and it's like, oh, God, dude, it's so just enough to be absolutely gorgeous. It's yeah. like it's like if Dan Quintana's painting got thrown in the ocean like, <laughs> or in space or something. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And Dan, yeah, Dan so Kalana has been, uh, he, he's, he's been, uh, I've, I've, you know, watched his paintings kind of progress and he's just been, uh, definitely again, plumbing the depths 
and finding this weird, dark, deep shit that I'm totally into, you know, I'm, I'm looking, yeah, looking forward yeah, to seeing of, this stuff in the, the little, future. Sorry to talk over you. No, I, no. Yeah. Some, some of those little movements he gets like are just, just so different yeah. and like, go- like gorgeous. Like mm-hmm. you don't know if you're looking like at a thought or like a nebula right? or, <laughs> or some organs and, or something. Yeah. And it, it's, and it's uh, like most painters don't play enough. To, yeah. to get there yeah right you know? yeah I can, and I, I i can relate to that yeah and i like you know uh, it's so weird like it's it's hard for me to like really attach myself to abstract painters um because i think it needs a basis in reality to a, an end and he's yeah. like again like just riding that way like that little bit where it's like fuck right. dude, this is perfect god right. damn it like <laughs> Totally, man. Yeah, I wouldn't even know as an abstract artist where, how you would even be an abstract artist nowadays. It's like how, how would you differentiate yourself? How would where would you show? It's like I just kind of don't know anything about that whole, that whole scene. What about even trying to make one? Like people that oh yeah, you know that it's hard as hell man I, it's yeah like, like the, it goes back to the, like my kid could do this but like i don't give a fuck who you are like if you're like the best representational painter try and make an abstract painting yeah. that like someone gives a fuck about it's yep. so hard um it is because i did it for a long time and no one gave a fuck about them yeah for sure <laughs> i've tried it before and it's like i it's it's a it's a different mindset. It's it's hard. It's yeah. it's very difficult. Um, yeah. So what? Getting back a little bit to your my, if you hear my my stomach's growling, it keeps going Dude, in the background. So <laughs> if you, that's 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 what it is. If you hear it, um, uh, what what uh, I want to get back to your artwork and your your gallery experience and really your your experience within this, you know what we've coined the dark art community or the dark art world or um i don't know i mean this is a thing that's happening now i mean it really feels like we're doing something yeah (laughs) you know it's kind of this natural extension of of that the times we were talking about early on when it when the scene was just barely starting and how exciting it was but um i i still feel like i don't know what's going on but something's going on and it's kind of happening and we're just sort of following our noses, which is the way it's supposed to go, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I, I, um, I mean, again, I'm, I'm going to go backwards, but like, you, you like I, I paint in my basement, like mm-hmm. I paint in a basement, like a windowless basement. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point people were like, you know, like I had a few sales or whatever, but then there's the internet. So like people are starting to say like, Oh, you're famous. And I was like, Really? Like I coach I coach soccer right now and I play <laughs> play on a darts team in northeast Philly. What are you talking about? Um but but when when I first started showing with like my peers, I got picked up by a gallery called Toothless Gallery that was um it was owned by uh, four people, Dave Glass, Dave Fox, who's uh Dave Glass and uh I'm sorry, Dave Fox and Dave Jason Goldberg, who were just incredible tattoo artists, and uh, Jess Schnabel, who is mm-hmm. now Jess Horky, 
I guess. I don't know. She's just Schnabel Horky, but she married Aaron Horky. Oh, okay. That dude's amazing. They, um, so they, they ran an art gallery that, that picked me up and gave me a solo show. And then Jess was writing for Fecal Face, if you remember that mm-hmm. at the time, was huge. Yeah. Um, for, for me, it was. like, And I think for a lot of artists, it was. So, um, like, it, so it was like me, Jess... Paul Romano and Jeremy Hush. And I didn't know any of those guys at the time, really. Mm. Like, I just met them. Jess, Jess would take us on her fecal face trips up to New York to go review shows. Mm. And that was insanely helpful with, you know, meeting people. And, oh, yeah. Because like, there's, there's so many artists out there. There's, there's no way in. It, the, the wall is so huge. Like, you know, to finally, like, have a way in was incredible. Yeah, but I think it's funny because there is this wall, but but uh, is a plane going over? Can you hear that? Yeah, helicopters. But it's not. It's it's not. It's not outrageous. Okay, though. good. Um, uh, in a sense, there is this wall, but in the same sense, there is no wall if you just start showing up at shows. That's what we were doing. You yeah. know, and that's how you start meeting people. It's like getting out there yeah. and networking. It's like if you're not out there going, then then it's like it seems a million miles away. But you can actually go. One of the things I love about the art scene is you can just go to a gallery opening and meet the gallerist, meet the artist, meet other collectors. And then mm-hmm. suddenly you show up at the next one and you show up at the next one and then you're part of the scene. You're one of the guys yeah. that shows up. And it's like, you know. It's, yeah. And and the work has to be there already, like, like like a ton like a ton of um, artists say like, what do I have to do? And it's like, well, first of all, yeah, um, you know, the the work has to be first, there first and foremost. <clears throat> That's yeah. like what you need to be focusing yeah. on. And, and yeah, you know, second of all, just go to the galleries where you want to show and make sure your work works there. Right. And fucking hang out like mm-hmm. talk to people and um almost uh, out of laziness you'll wind up in five group shows if they like your work because yeah. they don't <laughs> don't want to think about who to put in the next one like oh your name pops up because you know right and and you know and sales work too but but just to get in go to the fucking show like mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta be present and be part of the scene you know if you're like in the midwest and um you don't have that option. It's so much harder. Like I, I, I we, we've lost out on 10,000 of the best artists because they just didn't, well, they, they just want to paint for one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have yeah. to, you have to, if you want to be successful, uh, painter, you have to put on the business hat at some point and the, uh, you know, uh, social butterfly hat and you got, you got to build those skills. It's just like, nobody really wants to do it. (laughs) Everybody just wants to paint for the most part, you know, as far as artists are usually introverts, but you kind of have to, and it's not a, and it's a good thing because it, you know, we're artists are generally kind of lacking in, in social interaction and social skills as a, as a general rule, not always, but, um, so it rounds you out as a person. It makes you a, a it yeah. makes you more of a better person, really, when you push yourself to do things like that that you don't want to do. Well, you're also, I mean, like going to museums and looking at books are very important. Mm-hmm. But going and seeing whatever the newest shit is 
makes your work better. Like, yeah, you, for sure. It doesn't have to look like that, but like, you know, you're seeing like what your peers are doing and, um, you're going to fight harder. You yeah. Know? Like I, I, um, like I, you know, again, like going up to New York with Paul, Jeremy and Jess, I, I always like if, if Paul was going to call me or text me or something like I, I would be afraid to not have like some, something amazing new that I did in the last five days. Cause right. that's the, he was doing three album covers a week at the time. Right. So like, I didn't want to be the dick, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't want to be the turd in the punch bowl. Right. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there's like a, uh, I don't know. I don't want to call it friendly competition, but there's definitely a feeling like you need, you, you want to keep up with these people that you think are, you know, doing great work and doing a lot of work. You want to, yeah. you know, you don't well, want to be the, wanna... the one who's fucking around and doesn't have anything to show for it. And I, I am the guy to fuck around. And like, 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 <laughs> I am that like, guy. especially, yeah. Like, especially if you're new to the scene and like, maybe your skills are, you know, you have half the weapon. Like I had half that I had weapons that I had today art wise. Right. Um, if you're going to be sitting there having beers with dudes, like you, like, like Esau Andrews one time told me he knew what my artwork was when I introduced myself. And I like, I almost turned into a puddle. Like a puddle of like, <laughs> like flesh, not bones, like just like soup. I was like, oh shit! Like, all right, <laughs> he's awesome. I better up he up my great. fucking game because like now he and I are talking about shit. Right, right, yeah, and, yeah. You know, so so yeah, like that that stuff like, and I I've like I've curated a bunch of shows too. So like, I've seen people with potential where I put them in a show and I'm like, Hey, you're going to hang next to David Supakis. So yeah, get your fucking shit together. (laughs) And like, I didn't say that. I just said, you're hanging next to Supakis. Right. So it was implied though. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, as far as like friendly competition, I don't, I don't have that. I have all competition, dude. Like, what do you mean? Like, Every every show I've ever put been put into, and they'll they'll tell you like who's in there or whatever. You know the gallery. I want to win. Uh-huh. Like I want to win so badly, and like fuck you guys. I'm selling first. Like I'm gonna smoke your piece, and like I'm only dealing with the skill set that I have. Right. So it might not get there, but like it's going to like get me back in the studio i'm not going to watch caddyshack for the 98th time (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna go really put the work in and like sit in the chair and uh you know try and beat whoever you know i think you are uh one of the people that are brave enough to admit that i think most of us secretly kind of had that have that attitude like i i um i I, I obviously you see you know the way I am and the way I've behaved over the years. I'm I'm all about supporting and, and helping people, um, especially people that can benefit from, you know, if I'm higher up on the chain or whatever that I can I can help them and I think they're doing good work and deserve help. Yeah. I will reach out and and help them, but at the same time I have to say um, when it comes to my attitude towards my own career, I've always been like, you know. I, 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 I want to be, you know, I want to be as good as the people I think are the very best, at least, you know, it's like, I I do, I have that kind of competitive streak in me. Um, and 
and it, and it's just like if you if you're you know if you have a if your ego's in check you can have that and not you know take it so seriously you become an asshole or put yeah. other people down in order to get that i mean that's the fun is, mm-hmm. is you know that's the fun of like you know uh, great sports teams playing. It's like, these are the best of the sure. best and they're all trying to win. And, and, and the same goes with art, you know, it's like, that's the fun is that you're kind of competing with these guys that are doing their best work. And you're like, I want to show what my best work is. And it's not so much that you're trying to beat them as much as that's part of the game, you know, is you're trying well, to, what if, what if we all do it and then the artwork is better? Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and you know, it's like, like I, I'm down to see what happens. Like, let's <laughs> let's all tell each other to go fuck yourselves, and then see what happens, and then let's all have beers. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like uh, everybody wins. The artists are producing their best work. The uh, people, the viewers that that appreciate the work, are seeing the best work. So it's yeah. really. Um, I think you know my dad came out of the art scene in the like the seventies and sixties is when he went to art school and he was just telling me how he always would tell me how cutthroat and horrible it was. And the artists were just totally hated each other. Um, I I, I think that's, I think I, I'm not going to like say any names, but like, I I think it's like close to that in New York. Yeah. Like, I think that's like the old, I think that's kind of the old paradigm though. Yeah, I, I feel like L.A., like, everybody's a little bit more mellow. Like, like at least you guys have good weather and shit. Like I, I, <laughs> and I don't know if the rents are lower, but... Um, <laughs> no, not yeah. anymore. But yeah, I, I, so. I, I, it's, it's all... You know what, though? It's all... As long as I've been involved, at least with the circle of people I'm showing with, it's always been... There's never been, like, you know, that kind of attitude. It's always been trying to help each other. You know, and I just hope that yeah. it stays that way because it only takes one or two to come in and start being an asshole to kind of upset the balance. You know what I mean? I, I guess. But like, I, I think like, I mean, for the people I've dealt with, like, <laughs> they're, they're all so great. Like the assholes out themselves without yeah. anybody yeah. else helping. That's true. You know, like, because, <laughs> because really like. You know, a lot of us have day jobs and shit. Like, this is our, this is our freedom. Like, like when I talk about artwork, it's like it. This is my fun. Like, I love. Like, this is amazing to me doing this. Um, and and like you know, if I make little digs at people for whatever, it's all in fun. If you get somebody, also, if you get somebody that comes in with an attitude about how great they are at painting. They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, you aren't. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a, that's like, a, you know, all, almost all of the great painters I've met are, are uh, don't have that attitude. It seems like once you, you hit, you really are great, you become great. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's not always true and you hear stories, but for the most part, you realize what part of what becoming a great painter is you realize that even as a great painter – you still pretty much suck compared to the the, yeah, the, 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 the you, old masters that were doing, you know, fucking doing it without toilet paper. 
you know, doing it (laughs) without electricity, you know, know what you don't know. Yeah, exactly. You know how hard that was and how they were able to accomplish these things back when, you know, you know, there was, there wasn't shit. So, so I think there there was almost no like theory or school like right, right. I mean, depending on how far we're going back. Yeah. Yeah. But these guys, you know, these, these, a lot of these old masters, they were, you know, they were creating the theory, Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and, and and it just puts things in perspective. Um, but that also makes me want to be that much better now because I have all the modern conveniences. I feel like I better fucking bring something to the table that hasn't been brought before because that's all I got, really, because they've already done it as good as it can possibly be done in these weird, crappy conditions. You know, so I better, yeah, like you, you have air conditioning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got air conditioning, electricity. Um, I can order my order my paints online and get them delivered to me. I don't have to hand grind. I don't have to stretch my own canvas, or you know. So I don't know. It's a it's a it's a crazy a crazy uh, crazy thing. And like I like I said, I, I for the most part, I guess I'm I'm super. I'm very protective of this whole community too. I, I'm really like. Uh, same, I don't same here. Same yeah. here. I'm like I'm, I'm I'm a little later the game, but um, I I I, I don't want to see you get fucked up. It's well, so special, I, you know. It's... I just want to see how gnarly it can get. What do you mean? And <laughs> like no, the the artwork. Oh right, yeah, exactly, know? yeah. Like I really do. Like there's there are people. I mean, I, I don't even know what the there was a deviation of like dark art before. Like now it's like. Uh, spreading into like maybe like I don't know if I'm dark dark. Uh, yeah, your stuff fits. I mean, yeah, to no, me it, it like fits, fits it, but like is it, it's not like like I've never painted a zombie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like <laughs> but but as we've discussed many times on the podcast, I know you've heard there's this kind of wide range, and know? it's getting so much bigger. Yeah, yeah, I, but yeah. I, I mean, I I think it's like we should be all heading towards the center, which is. More towards pure art. Yeah. No, like more towards like pure, real, deep down, the real shit. And at the very furthest edges, you've got like, you know, I'm always coming down on, I, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like the, the uh, heavy metal book covers you used to draw in high school it's like that's kind of like on the very edge and then as you get in more deeper into the yeah but now 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 i start to like more of that shit too like (laughs) it's you know like as it as you get rf pangborn i want to see somebody do a tight as nails skull with a lightning bolt through it like i yeah you know that that could be sick too you know what that i don't want to write anything off yeah that's true that's true but but for the thing i guess the reason i even say that is because that which is on one kind of end and it's a small section of what dark art is was considered all of dark art that's pretty right. much what yeah, it yeah, is totally. and yeah, so like the, the 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 dude from um you know like a uh, uh who's who's uh fuck what's the metal band the uh, 666 number of the beast band oh uh iron maiden yeah like the uh the, their mascot like that yeah, was Eddie. metal I yeah, I mean so, and you know what I fucking I do I love that shit I love those album covers their paintings I yeah. I was influenced by them I dig it yeah totally but yeah. but what we what I think what we want to do 
as a as a community is to is to is to push it further and become more emotional and become more deep and and more you know just that thing reach that thing that is not illustration commercial illustration whereas those you know those album covers were more like commercial illustration which i do i love illustration i love yeah i dig that as well there's an definitely an element in my work of illustration and you know i'm a huge uh, norman rockwell fan which is kind of illustrationy i'm i'm into it totally but i'm just i want to see like you said you want to see how gnarly things get that's putting it better, better than i put it yeah and i think it like broadens the whole thing too like <clears throat> like people that can paint these fucking monsters tight as nails, which again, like I think all of us are coming from horror movies. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I, I remember at one point for sure, like before I started painting the portraits um, while I was doing these abstract things that I, I dude, I, I showed in like a little museum in like Sacramento and like, you know, all these other little places and I, I would, I, and again, I didn't understand the gallery thing. I would just like, like, and I would toil like, like any other like art school kid or high school or like, I poured my soul into this thing. What the fuck? You know, I don't even know if I can sell it. You know, right. I could, I could sell it. I don't give a fuck. But, um, but on that level, um, where people would just like mosey in, like get their little box wine one finger and, and then just wander past them. And I went like, I want to, I want to stop people in their tracks. Like I want right. to, I want to like fuck their day up for a minute. <laughs> like, like, like you're watching a horror movie. Like you got struck right hard and at least like make their feet stop shuffling. Right. Right. And I don't yeah. care what that, what I have to do to do that. Um, but I got to figure that the fuck out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I and, mean, I, that's, that's, uh, you know, I think as a kid, I, I try and look back and see how, what that was. And as a kid, it was, especially like doing makeups, I would do like gory, bloody makeups. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it was too, it was too, it, not to sound weird, but it was like, it gave me a sense of power over people. It gave me yeah. a sense of power. It's like I'm this little kid, latch latchkey kid, mm-hmm. kind of on their own in a lot of ways. But you know, I can freak everybody in the neighborhood out by doing this, and it's fun yeah. to do it. It's creative, yeah. and so there's a sense I think of that still in me to where it's like I like I like to shake people up in that way. It, it, you know, it, it makes me feel. You know, I, powerful is the way that the, it's, it feels weird to say that, but that's kind of what it is. And I think I think that's true with any artist, though, really. It's like you're yeah, you're able yeah, to affect like, people. And it's like a kind of a it's like a magic power, sort of. It's like a superpower. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Because because so, I mean, you know, it, uh, you know, if you look at like a like a fast forward drone video over the top of like New York City or something, people just move. Right. If you could fucking stop one of them in their tracks so hard, like for a second where they just go like, uh, and then maybe run away. <laughs> but like, that's what I want. Like, I, I just want like, you just get like slapped by the air or right, something. Right, right. It's like you're disrupting um, the signal, the signal that's keeping, you know, everyone just like on this one note, just kind of going through life yeah. and you want to just dis- disrupt that signal. 
Yeah, and maybe if you rethink your life completely, great. Then I did my job. But like, yeah, give me three seconds. But uh, yeah, if I can fuck your whole life up, that'd be awesome. I did. I've definitely had um, shit, dude. Twenty plus people have sent me like like messages that like they've had dream like these aren't collectors like just dreams where everyone looks like my paintings. Oh wow, that's cool. And I'm like. Thank you. Like, I, I don't want anyone to buy anything anymore. I just want to make paintings where I get messages where all of the people in your dreams look like my fucking painting. Yeah, I mean, how I, amazing I is that that you you have affected yeah. someone's dreams? That's such a personal, yeah. a personal yeah. thing. Your dreams, you know, to work your way into their psyche in that way is like kind of yeah. crazy. And, and I'm sure it only hits certain people. I, I I think like, I mean, most people are so locked into their own shit that they don't notice anything right you know short short of like getting blown they're like they're on their whatever target they're on three days ahead of time right you know you know they can't be in the moment yeah but but i i think though that different types of art appeal to different types of people and every artist is trying to do that the thing we're talking about and we're kind of like we're doing it i think or at least i feel like i'm doing it for the people that that uh are like myself i guess that 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 would respond to that and that yeah it would make them go ah you know the way it does to me when i see a giger or bekshinsky and i go ah you know well we're certainly not like trying to affect people that are like like maybe watching tiktok 10 hours a day and then like oh then they go to chadzar like it's just it like you you have to work within your own realm, right? You know? And it, I think it's hard to like for artists to find that really, like yeah. for most of them, like it really is a difficult thing to like. Like I when when I was like really trying to figure out what I wanted to focus on, I was like, oh, do I want to do like I don't know the cosmos? I'm not a scientist right. or like mysticism. I'm not a fucking shaman. Like I, and right. then I decided like, oh, I'll do like depression. Or like depressive, mm-hmm. natural depressive feel, or like constant depression, or like the sh- like the turd flow of the day, you know, like I like, you know, like not not the part where like you had a good meal. It's like I'm going to shop right, and everyone sucks, and their carts in front of me, like. Right. I want that feeling, and somehow to try and convey that. Yeah, you know? well, that's you know, I think there's power in that for sure um i was talking to i got interviewed for this this band no means no i like i love uh i i talked to you about no means no before, yeah yeah right? totally yeah. yeah wait you got interviewed by no means no 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 no, no. i got interviewed by a guy who's writing uh uh shit i don't know if i should say it i think it's yeah i, th- I think it's public he's writing a book maybe i'll bleep it out but he's writing a book about them <laughs> And um, I don't want to piss these guys off. They're like my heroes. But I got yeah. interviewed just as like a fan. That's, yeah. I guess, because I'm, you know, kind of well-known, but I'm a fan of theirs. And, um, you know, I talk a lot about that because, you know, their stuff's aggressive and angry sounding. And it's mm-hmm. and it's like, man, when you're feeling that way, it's great to to, to hear in that in, in, in the case of music, to hear, to, to feel that from another form of art. It makes you feel like, oh, I'm not... 
alone. I'm not crazy for feeling this way. Isn't it weird that it took so long for Painted to catch up? Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's because it's I don't know. It's 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 kind of archaic in a way, I guess. I think it's it's a victim of the art school mentality of you know once the like camera the, came the... into play, painting is no longer relevant. You know. Well, I mean, art galleries are a business, and 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 paintings take long times yeah, to do. True. And developing developing a style, I think it almost is like the artists that like listen to all that stuff like just took that long to really figure out how to do it. Right, right. Because yeah. like that, you know, like I I went from like Michael Jackson to Butthole Surfers like in the <laughs> late eight like mid late eighties. I didn't know how to paint that feeling. Right. Then, you know, right. like it takes a long time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, yeah, uh, fine art is, and painting and sculpting and all that is, it's very, uh, uh, there's a, it, it's counterintuitive to the way the world is nowadays, where everything's fast and technology. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes against that grain. But I think that's what, that's why it's so much more special because it's like, it's a it's it's holding on to a piece of our humanity while our humanity just slowly gets taken away by all this technology and speed and you know not paying attention yeah. because we're focused on our phone so you know great <laughs> art is the thing that keeps you like grounded like oh i i do i am a soul i am a being i have you know i'm a feeling thing i'm not this you know cog in a wheel like i'm like society is kind of making me feel yeah you know uh, I, I, I tend to like, like if like I, I can gauge, say, like my depressions if I forget to listen to music like in a car oh, or like wow. or like look at the sky. Mm-hmm. But then when I throw on music, which is going to be Slayer or some doom metal or some shit, it like sync like in that's when I've probably come back and I've synchronized that music to like the way I feel like hmm. it, it actually pulled me way back into happiness. Yeah. It's weird. It's totally, uh, it's like a, it's like a drug. It really, it's yeah. like a drug. It's like, yeah. it, like a reliable drug that when you listen to a song that you really love, it just makes you feel good. Like it's a weird thing. And when you yeah, think it about explodes. it, it's like, yeah. yeah. And if you think about it, it's like, what's happening, you know, Sound waves are are hitting your eardrum. That's what's happening. Yeah. But the certain yeah. way that the sound waves are arranged are giving you some kind of like, uh, you know, like a like an endorphin rush. It's a Dude, trip. I, yeah, I've definitely put on like Slayer Warzone to go to work and gone from barely asleep to like i'm gonna go fuck someone up dude i might murder someone before work for sure no it is it's it's wild and like i i think that only people that like you know were like the old school diggers for music you know like searching out really different odd shit than like just taking in whatever Mm -hmm. society provides which i think is a goddamn cia plot to like control you to like <laughs> fucking to suck at life. <laughs> the CIA plot to control you to suck at life. Yeah. <laughs> I, but that doesn't it like scare you a little bit like when people don't like care about music like in, Yeah, like, it's 
it's a it's weird it's 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 uh it's like hey let's not talk for a while like ever yeah it's <laughs> it's it's weird to see the um how vapid so much of like what does vapid pop, mean like empty okay you know it's like empty empty pop music and it's like okay it's always been empty throughout the ages but man it seems like empty shit is dominating no dude it it wasn't it wasn't empty in the 70s that shit was epic oh yeah the the good stuff was but there was like you know there was the pop crap that i listened to on am radio that was like totally kind of empty yeah yeah it was like every everyone on cocaine was was booking the new artists right (laughs) and like their their fucking ears fell off but but they're they're beautiful you know that person's gorgeous so this is gonna work like you know neil young didn't have to look like christina aguilera right you know like it still worked you know he still made some good (laughs) tunes. it's just like uh i don't know i just i i just think it's kind of this um i'm not sure why it is but it just seems like I don't know. Doesn't it seem like the the? I don't know. It's it's it, that's into a whole other. Uh, Wait, are do do you have like a super old man podcast that we can like? <laughs> <laughs> Music sucks. Now. Rant rant about like, old old man shit. <laughs> I you know it's like I try. I, there's new music out there. It's just hard to find. There's people doing good stuff, but it's just you know what's dominating pop music is just like. I, I seriously don't even know what that is. I don't I either, no but idea. it's like you catch glimpses of it. It's like, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I mean, really, like if you grew up in the eighties, like it's all. It's always been like that. It's yeah, that's terrible. that's what I'm saying. That's that's kind of what I was saying. It seems like, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 we're getting into old man territory, so we probably shouldn't. Get yeah, out. we are. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know that's, that's one of the benefits of getting old is you get a bitch and be right about it <laughs> I, I i told my son recently because like you know how like old people and like probably now like when they say shit you just go like well like he's old he gets a pass that right. was ridiculous i i my son's 23 i was like dude don't don't listen to me anymore. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm probably like on the cusp of just saying, Here. you know, it's not, it's not going to be racist or like right. sexist, homophobic, but like I'm going to do the new thing. That's like the old man thing that like, you know, Here's like I thing. just, I'm out of touch. Here's the thing. This is why I think I'm right as an old man about music. <laughs> this is why I think, look at, look, look, when I was younger, you know, my dad was into like fifties, doo-wop and all that sort of thing right 50s rock and roll and i didn't like it i thought it was dumb when i was a little kid and then the older i got the older i've gotten i've got the you know i've got a greater vantage point to look at all these decades of music Mm -hmm. and now i can go back and be like fucking little richard was totally badass jerry lee lewis was amazing it's like you can see that the stuff was great that you didn't think when you were a kid so I'm judging today's pop music against the, you know, basically 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, 40s music that I can appreciate now that I'm older. So that's why I think I'm right. And music today sucks. Well, you're also talking about bands (laughs) with like staying power. Mm -hmm. Pop music doesn't. There's no 
There's the, there's I mean the Beatles were pop, but like right. There's no staying power. Like I, I think like that's when it like the people that listen to like I don't know Britney Spears like they're not gonna go see Britney Spears when she's sixty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go see High on Fire when they're sixty. I would go see Britney Spears when she was fifty. That would probably be the only time I'd see her. Seven. Imagine that sixty or seventy year old Britney Spears. Actually, isn't isn't Madonna still doing shows yeah. in her fucking underpants? Yeah. Like I I actually would go to that shit. Yeah, that, <laughs> that might be amusing. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, man. Uh, I, we have digressed. Yeah, it's we have hard. digressed. We're almost at two hours. I'm sweating like crazy in here because i can't don't have my ac on so i'm gonna um uh uh close this this episode but i Dude, this was awesome man yeah. thank you so much for asking me to be on oh for sure yeah no I, I i appreciate you you everything you do for the community and your artwork and you know i think uh i love that you take an active role in the community and and you care about the community and uh and the shit you're doing is awesome with your artwork and you know supporting artists oh, and oh dude can i can i plug a yeah show? plug a away a couple shows of course oh fuck let me grab my phone uh <laughs> so i curate we will put this show. in the we will put it in the uh description as well for, for also so but okay yeah. for um dark art emporium i've got a show that i curated in october i believe that's october 10 i'm in that right no. Oh, I thought you, you asked no, me you, to be in it. <laughs> I did. I did. You denied it, dude. You you can still be in it for sure. Really? Yeah, you you totally denied it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Which Nuh-uh, is so really? Fun. Dude, it's so good. Dude, fuck you. No, you're not in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was no. probably cuz of my book. That's why. It's my I've turned everything down. All right, well down now of my now book. I just heard on there that you're in the show I've got, on October 10th. I will put a piece in <laughs> It won't be. Yeah, a new, please it do. won't be a new piece. How about that? But that's it, that's totally cool. Man. I, I can totally do that, dude. Putting you on the spot—that was all. You put yourself. I put on myself the spot. on the spot. <laughs> I'm in that show, right? Yeah, it's in like eight weeks. Sick. Um, but um, I just invited they, myself to your show on the air. <laughs> yeah, you forced yourself in. You were out. All right. <laughs> I had a free Unfuck pass. you, Chet. You're you're back in. Uh. But I, I have a solo show also at Dark Art Emporium uh, on the 12th of December. And it, again, I'm saying this so that, like, people go. Mm-hmm. Are people allowed to go to shit? I don't know at this point. Yeah, it's, it's brutal, keeps going dude. I, I'm like... But in October, I bet you, you know, because I've got the, the uh, Dark Art Society group show in October. And Chris Velasco's got the Roadside Attractions show. When's that? In October. Uh, I I like his taste in art. Yeah, yeah, he's the. He's got a big collection. <laughs> you gotta. Dude, you, I, I I saw a picture like. You gotta photos. take a tour of his house next time you're if you ever come to L.A. You gotta take a tour. I, I yeah, I guess. Does he just like like should I just knock up like hey like I'll I got take sandwiches. you over. I'll take you over there. <laughs> no, no, he, he'll he'll you know he'll take people. He would take. He I'm sure he'd love to show you his collection. Dude, I, I, I saw, like, like I guess it was on Facebook or somewhere, um, where, like, I think they were photographing his uh, his collection for something. Mm-hmm. Good God, dude. Oh, it's... Like when, like, when you talk about me being a collector, like, that's the dudes I think about, or, like, like well, he's Guillermo the... del Toro, yeah, or, like, dudes I... like that. Like, those are, like, 
really they're at the top of the, they're the top though you know they're the yeah, top yeah yeah for sure so um that's what those are the things you wanted to plug yes okay yep. we'll put them in the description as well and um yeah thanks for i definitely want to have you on again too because i i feel like we could have kept talking for another two hours um, yeah we um we we digressed very heavily yeah. and i didn't talk about anything <laughs> <I> don't <think laughs> no it was good it was good i just want right. to uh yeah, we didn't talk about Rachel. You know, we didn't. There's a lot we. Oh, dude, we can do a whole show on Rachel. Oh, I know. I have some funny stories. <laughs> I'm sure she would love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Um, yes, thank you everybody for listening. Join the Patreon if you want and support the podcast. Patreon.com/slash/DarkArtSociety. Uh, that's it. All right, we got to say goodbye to the audience now. Say goodbye to the audience. Later, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, audience.